Well, as the days are getting shorter and the nights are getting longer, we're still here. We're hanging out with you. It is the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. And I think it's safe to say I, I've, been, I've been saying this um, a little bit as we've gone through these past several weeks. But I think it's safe to say we have arrived at around four years of podcasting. So we're not going to do a whole show commemorating four years. Our next big celebration will probably be 300 episodes, which can you believe it? We're already on episode 200. Well, we're, I'm not going to say the number because I never know when things get switched up, (laughs) but we are well into the 200s already. It may seem like, um, it would, it would be now or it would, it would take forever to get to 300, but the speed with which we've eclipsed other, um, milestones has gone faster than I would have thought. So here we are, but it's been about four years and we're still going. So that's good. I'm enjoying it. And, uh, I didn't realize until Adam pointed out before we hit record that I didn't have a quote of the day for this (laughs) podcast. So, um, as we jump in here, instead of the quote of the day segment, I just want you, Adam, before we talk about anything that's written in our notes here on the issue of compassion, when you hear that word, compassion, because that's what we're talking about, the virtue of compassion today, what does it make you think of? Oh, when I think of compassion, I think of somebody who truly cares, not just someone who says, you know, I'll pray for you or I'm so sorry, which is still good. That's a nice thing to do. But compassion is really somebody who can put themselves in your position and say, wow, I'm so sorry for going through and they give their time they may even give their talents and they help carry you through something that's that's like true compassion to me all right well today we're like i said we're going to talk about compassion on the podcast and uh, a little bit later we'll get into our bible spotlight which is the good samaritan uh, which is an excellent show of compassion but before we do that let's um go through our definition which again is brought to you from the 1828 Webster's Dictionary. So, Adam, why don't you read that for us? I know it's not the quote of the day, but it just it doesn't seem right without the chalkboard sound. That works. Um, compassion, from the dictionary, is a suffering with another. It's painful sympathy, a sensation of sorrow, excited by the distress or misfortunes of another. It's pity. Uh, compassion is a, a mixed passion compounded of love and sorrow, and at least some, port of, uh, some portion of love generally attends the pain or regret or is excited by it. Compassion is also extreme distress of an enemy, even changes uh, enmity, enmity into at least temporary affection. Uh, good examples of compassion out of God's word is like Psalm seventy-eight thirty-eight, where it says, He being full of compassion forgave their iniquity. Or from Luke fifteen twenty, where it says, His father had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Compassion also means to to pity someone. All right, thanks for that definition. So um, as we look at this, um, I like um, when it says a suffering with another. Um, there's another passage, there's a passage in the Bible that says we should weep with those who weep. And then there's another passage that talks about Part of the reason that we go through tragedies and difficulties is because 
as we go through them and learn the lessons that they teach, then when other people go through the same thing or similar things, we can then comfort them out of experience. Um, if, if, I, if I lose a sibling, Adam can sympathize with me. But I don't think Adam has ever lost a sibling. So, whereas if someone else was to lose a sibling, I can empathize and sympathize with them because I have been there. I've done that. I have walked through that trial. I remember when my parents had some friends who had their little boy drown in a swimming pool. They grieved with them, and they couldn't understand why it would happen, and they couldn't understand how these people could deal with that loss. And then later, when my brother passed away, they had a much better understanding of this is what it was about. And the the things that they went through were now common things, things that could be understood between the both of them in a way that you can't understand it unless you've been through it. Um, I also think, though, that God can give you a level of compassion uh, just because you're sensitive to his spirit in dealing with people. Um, I think that's one of the things God has done for me because of the challenges that I've had has made me extra sensitive to the needs of others. And um, he's definitely made me a people person. It's definitely been, for me, about investing in relationships and making people realize that they're important um, to God as well as to me. So I think that's important. But just this idea of taking other people's suffering upon ourselves and really being serious about it. And uh, because one of the things that we read in the scriptures is that they'll know we are Christians by our love. When people rally around someone who goes through a tragedy, that's one of the greatest examples of Christian love that there is. And as we um, go through this, we also see um, love accompanied by pain and regret. Um, um, and then uh, it talks about some examples from Scripture of how how... Um, God has shown compassion. He, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity. And then it talks about the father of the prodigal son having compassion on him and falling on his neck and kissing him. And then, of course, it, we talk about, in this definition, also pity. So there's a lot of interesting aspects to this to this area of compassion, but really it's just a really intense connection um, that we don't all have, but God, it's one of the things God does give us is compassion for one another, as I've already outlined, um, because his nature is compassion, and we are made in his image. So if we are in tune with him, he will give us compassion for others. Uh, before we go on to our Bible spotlight, Adam, do you have any thoughts? I think those are so on point talking about compassion is because I, I think, you know, it's it's easy to be like, 
oh, that person's so compassionate if they, you know, make dinner for someone to bring it over or such, and that's, and that's really good. But um, what's interesting about compassion as we dig into it more is we find out that it's it's really more of a helping p- people to carry things instead of just, like, thinking about someone. And I feel like giving time especially is, like, the biggest way you can be compassionate to someone. So it, it's interesting to dig into it more because it's, like, you know, the basis of compassion. But as you dive into it, it's like, oh, wow, there's a little bit of a deeper level to this than I thought. And there's also kind of a tricky tightrope mm-hmm. because a lot of people that need your compassion won't seek it out. Yeah. Like myself, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So chances are if I'm having a bad day and I come in here and read to record, you're going to ask me what's wrong because you're going to be able to tell that something's wrong. And then I will tell you uh, because that's just naturally me. Other people aren't that way. Mm hmm. So sometimes we need to pray for discernment to know how to help them and have compassion on them because we don't necessarily want to go around, walk around, <coughs> walk around <coughs> asking people if they need help, you know, necessarily because sometimes that might uh, rub them the wrong way yeah, or help them without asking is probably more along the lines of what I was getting at. But if God can give us discernment, then that can help a great deal. Um, I remember I have a friend named Tom and he, he's just really discerning. And one time he walked in to guiding light where I was working and he uh, walked up to me and he said, you seem distressed. Is there anything that I can can pray for you about? And I at first I was kind of taken aback because even though I'm kind of an outward shower of my feelings, I didn't think I was really showing them that much that day. And I said yes. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't anything hugely major. But just his ability to realize that I needed that was greatly appreciated even though when it first happened, I was kind. It was kind of strange to me, but as I got more used to it and realized the type of person that he was, it just became a very, very much a blessing. So, all that to say that I think that compassion, just like a lot of the other Christian virtues, requires balance. It requires discernment um, to know exactly how to implement it, um, because you can definitely overdue in some areas so not necessarily in compassion but just in the way that you try to help Mm -hmm. others in the name of compassion i don't want you to get the idea that i think compassion can be overdone because i think that we'd have to go an awful lot overboard before that would ever be the case for us as believers to be overly compassionate and what a what a legacy that would be if someone actually called you overly compassionate (laughs) but uh anyway um That is just some interesting observations there. Well, today's Bible spotlight is actually the Good Samaritan. And many of you may be familiar with this story, but I think that sometimes the most familiar stories have a lot to teach us. And um, I think I'm going to try to read this right from the Scripture rather than uh, try to tell it because it is fairly short. So we'll begin in Luke 10, 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, 
What should I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto them, What is written in the law, and how readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he being willing to justify himself, said, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, Him that showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said, Go and do thou likewise. So we see the story. And I, I have an interesting observation about Jesus' parables, by the way. It's interesting. He starts most of his parables and says, Now a certain man. And um, all growing up, I had just assumed that he was kind of making up the stories, giving us pictures of real life scenarios to, to, you know, to give us examples of how to live our life. Mm -hmm. But the more I think about, but then I heard a speaker say, well, there's nothing that says that these certain men can't be true people. So I don't know if they are, but it's an interesting observation to think about that these might actually be true stories that Jesus knew about. And it's also an interesting possible application of the fact that he knew everything so he might not have even had to be in the same place as any of these people but he knew their stories because he knows everything which is just a mind-blowing thought to think but in this story of the good samaritan we see that it wasn't the priest or the levite who were the religious leaders who were helping it was the samaritan who was basically ridiculed and rejected by the jewish people who helped this Jewish guy get medical care that he needed, paid for his medical care, and said, if there's any more that needs to be paid, when I get back, I will pay it. Just let me know what it is. The interesting thing about that is I I was talking about showing compassion as a part of a deepening relationship, but this guy was showing compassion to someone that he didn't even really know. But compassion was important to him. And he acted in the way he felt compelled by God to act. So I think that's an important aspect of compassion that we need to bring up too, that we should be compassionate to everyone. The Bible says do good unto all men, especially those who are believers, but definitely all men. All right. Well, so the Good Samaritan is our Bible spotlight for today, and that was uh, that story from Luke 10. 
25 to 37. So if you have a chance to look in your Bible and get to know that story on your own, I would encourage you to do so. All right, well, we're going to end with just a couple more verses about compassion as we uh, wrap up the broadcast today. So, Adam, why don't you read them one at a time for us? All right. For if you turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion for them that lead them captive, so that they shall come again into this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful, and will not turn away from his face from you, if ye return unto him. That's Second Chronicles 39. Now, this passage is so good because it's talking about the children of Israel. So many times God would tell them, don't turn to other gods. Don't go the way of the heathen. Follow me and I will take care of you. But then he says, if you turn away, and there's even one passage that says, when you turn away, if you repent, I'll be right there to comfort you and show compassion on you again. So God knew through all of human history, God has known that humans fail, that they would turn away from him, but he still has compassion for those who turn to him. And then we have one more verse. This comes from Matthew nine thirty six. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And this uh, passage talks about Jesus just looking on the people that he was ministering among and realizing that they needed direction. And the only direction that really mattered was the direction that he could give them. Uh, but they um, often did not accept his gift. Uh, he was, It says in John chapter 1 that he came unto his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so we see that if we do trust him, he will um, show us compassion. And that same compassion that Jesus showed in this passage was the compassion that led him to Calvary, where he gave his life so that we could be free of our sin and so that we could have heaven as a future to look forward to. Um, Adam, do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up the show on the virtue of compassion? Uh, especially that last verse there, it kind of hit me where he said, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they had fainted and they were scattered abroad. And it hit me that, you know, that was that was the Lord looking at these people and by doing so having compassion on them. And it just hit me like how many times do we take to just stop and look around and see what others are going through? You know, sometimes we sometimes we can get so busy and just so wrapped up in our own stuff that sometimes we forget we forget to look around and what's going on around us. And when we're, when we're able to do that, that's when we can have true compassion. We can stop and focus on others. So the example out of Matthew 9 just hit me like, oh, that's, that's a good thought. All right. Well, thank you, Adam, for that. Um, please let us know what you think of this broadcast. You can leave us feedback on our blog on the right-hand side of the page or any number of ways that are coming up as we um, uh, listen to the info at the end of the show. Um, but that's all we have for this week. Um, try to go out and find someone uh, to whom you can show compassion this week. That would be a great way uh, to apply the lessons of the Speaking for Him podcast. And until next week, keep serving the best of masters. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 